So the story of the beheading of St. John the Baptist is quite graphic and quite saddening in that what did John the Baptist do? He was trying to be faithful to uh, the law of God. And so Herod had taken his brother's wife. And that brother obviously was still alive if, the brother had, if, if Philip had died and then uh, Herod had taken, him, taken her, uh, there wouldn't have been a problem, but he was still obviously alive. Now, obviously, uh, by the looks of things as well, Herodias didn't come kicking and screaming to Herod because she's the one who wants to preserve this situation. She wants to be with Herod. She wants to be with the top dog and uh, she was willing to kill in order to, to maintain that situation. So she wants to be with Herod. It's a very, it looks like a, it looks like a great tra tragedy. John the Baptist who stands for the truth. Uh, Herodias who sees her, her opportunity when her daughter dances and everyone is, is delighted, everyone is, is, is very pleased in the court and Herod promises her anything she wishes, even half of his kingdom. She goes to her mom and says, what should I do? What should I ask for? Now, you'd imagine modern day child would have said, well, can I have a pool? Can I go to Ibiza for the week? Can I, you know, can I something like that? She goes to her mom and the mom says that John the Baptist's head, and interestingly, it, it, again, it's, it's, we don't know all the details, but the mom just says, you know, John the Baptist's head. The daughter goes back to Herod and says, I want John the Baptist's head on a dish. So she actually even embellishes the idea, kind of, in a way kind of softens the fact that it's a beheading, so on a dish, you know, with a little garnish around it, you know, like she kind of tries to soften the idea, but there's something really sinister about what's being asked for here. They're asking for murder. They're asking for blood. So, I remember years ago, we had a professor in the seminary. We had a, uh, we used to choose some of our, our optionals. We had courses you had to do and then some optionals that, that, that you obviously you could select whichever you liked. Um, we chose one not because it was particularly deep, because it was particularly easy. It was called Art in the Dark, where um, they would turn off all the lights and put all the blinds down in the theatre, and the professor would, in a very monotonous fashion, show pictures of the side of uh, wind, um, what are they called? Uh, worn sarcophagus or like old churches or stone carvings that had been weathered for centuries. So they were just kind of little bumps. You have no idea what you were looking at. And he showed that like for two 45-minute sessions. So we called it Art in the Dark. And it was a good way to catch up on well-deserved rest. Um, so, uh, but remember, there was, there was one thing, one reflection which he, which he gave, which was actually pretty good. Uh, and that was, he spoke about hands, right? The hand, the hand, right? And he says how, how the hand, it's, it's, it's one limb, right? Uh, but it's got two sides. But the symbolism of each side is very, very different, right? Back of the hand, that's an act of violence. It's an act of completely disregarding someone. It's an act of superiority, even if, you know, back in the day when someone would kiss your hand, you show them the back of your hand. Um, but, you know, it's the, it's, it was the way of, of slapping someone to inflict maybe even a little more pain, back of the hand. So there was something, something dismissive, something cold, something hard about the back of the hand. Front of the hand, that's where the tenderness lies. That's where, you know, you pick up a child. Well, it's kind of hard to pick up a child with the backs of your hands, but you pick, you pick up a child uh, or, you, you know, you stroke a child and if they fall, you're all right, you're right. You know, there's, there's a tenderness about the palm of the hand. 
And yet, as I say, it's the same limb. And the point he was making was that like, we have this ability with the same limb to be tender, to be merciful, to be compassionate, to lift someone up, or to be dismissive, to be disregarding, to be negative, to be critical. And for some people, that, that, that negativity, that, that criticism, is far more, far easier. It's far, it's, it's far closer to the surface. It's just much easier to be critical, to be negative, to, to see someone who's in trouble and tell them what they need to do. You know, rather than see, see, someone who's, see somebody who's in trouble and ask them, are you okay? Can I help? As opposed to what you need to do now, what you should have done is, that's easy, anybody can do that. But actually, you know, to, to use the, comp- the, the compassionate side, are you okay? Can I help? So, I mean, Herodias had that potential in her too. She had the potential to be uh, a gentle, considering, caring mother and wife to, to, to Philip. Or when she feels that need then, that need for maybe security. Maybe she, she decided that, that she would... Uh, accept Herod's advances because, because he was the, the, the local ruler, the local authority, that she would have greater security with him. So maybe this, she had this, this need for security, this need to feel protected, this need to feel safe, the need, this need to feel I'll, I'll be okay and my needs will be catered for. The danger is these legitimate needs, these, these, relative, I mean, these good needs in and of themselves, in order to fulfill them, we can start grasping at things. Again, with the hand, we're, 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 we're grasping at, at what life has to offer rather than trusting that the Lord will provide. So we start grasping at things that are even sinful just to try and fill that gap and fill that need and fill that want. What we end up feeling then is, is loss and emptiness and loneliness and regret and shame. So we grasp some more to try and fill that. So she wants security. She wants to be, she wants to know that she'll be okay. Maybe, maybe, and maybe even there's a, a desire in her to provide a bit of security for her daughter. Who knows? I mean, she's not all bad, we presume, we hope. Provide a, a secure lodgings and you know, Herod would have had his army. So provide a bit of security for her daughter as well. So maybe there's a, you know, as I say, a spark of goodness in there. But in order to maintain that, she grasps, she starts grasping. John the Baptist is a threat to this. Not because he has an army, not because he's bad, but because he's actually preaching the truth. He's preaching what God has revealed. And this is a threat. And that threat must be eliminated. And so, rather than speak to him, rather than try to understand him, rather than try to understand herself, rather than try to understand God, rather than try to heal from whatever insecurity she had, back of the hand. No compassion, no love, no understanding. Kill him. Have him killed. But she was capable of being a loving mother and wife as well. She had potential to do both. And the reason I say that isn't to, to, to condemn her, but this is what we see in ourselves. You know, with, with our words, our actions, our behavior, we have the ability to build up, to tear down, we have the ability to compliment, we have the ability to, to criticize all of us in everything we in, in every single day through the our words and actions, we can do these things. We can show the back of the hand and criticize and be negative, or we can extend the palm of compassion, love, understanding, and mercy.
So the choice is ours. As we look at John the Baptist, he stood for the truth with great courage, knowing that he would have no one to defend him. He would have no army to break him out. But he stands by the Lord and is rewarded the crown of martyrdom in heaven. So do we believe that if we extend that the palm of compassion and love, that the Lord will provide for everything that we thought we would gain by grasping? Do we believe the Lord will provide? We ask the Lord today to help us to know his heart, to help us to follow the example of St. John the Baptist and stand by the truth, come what may, knowing that the Lord will provide for our every need. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Thank you so much for joining us for our homilies here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I work here in a place called Holy Family Mission where we form young people in the faith. We have a great need here in Ireland and indeed across the world of knowing our faith and being capable of going out there and sharing it uh, competently with others. If we can't understand our faith, if we don't know our faith, we can't uh, bring anybody into it. No one is brought into the faith. Uh, no one is compelled to come into the faith. People see us live the faith. So in order to, to live it, we have to know what the Lord is expecting of us. So our goal here is to form young people in the faith, and we're starting into our eighth year now, which is a great privilege and uh, a great joy for us all. We're starting on 24th of September. We are in need of benefactors, though. Uh, we have a, a beautiful house which was given to us here by the Rossminian Order. Uh, it's fantastic, it's wonderful, but it is high maintenance. And these days, all those things are very expensive. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart to support our mission here in Holy Family, we're hoping to raise about €25,000 before uh, 20, the 24th of September, before the start of the year here. We're about... We have about 10,000 raised so far, but we need your help to, to get to 25 if we can. We have some renovations to do on the house here, and we need to support uh, our young people as they come in here to start this year of faith formation. So if the Holy Spirit is asking you to, prayer, to support us financially, please, please do so on our website, holyfamilymission.ie. Uh, if not, please pray for us. Please pray that uh, our mission here will always be protected and that we'll always do the will of God and that his glory may be made manifest in all that we do and all that is done through Holy Family and all that, that they do, uh, all that the Holy Family mission team will do throughout the year and all that the alumni will do uh, in their various workplaces uh, and study uh, universities, colleges, wherever they'll be afterwards. We ask that the Lord will always guide them to be effective ministers of uh, Christ's word in the world. So please feel free uh, to support our mission and please pray for us. God bless. Bye now.